Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Joining me today, it is the host of the Locked On Wizards podcast, Eddie Del Negro. Eddie, appreciate your time, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, so, you know, it's the it's the off season officially now. It's the off season. Last night, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series, so you and I are recording this on Wednesday, which means if you're in the DC sports scene, it's basically officially basketball time because the Washington football team sucks. Uh, again, not not shockingly, <laughs> but the Wizards look like they're pretty decent. So before we get to the Wiz, uh, just let you talk about you know how did you come to host the Locked On Wizards podcast? Uh, are you a longtime DC sports fan? Oh, yeah. Kind of give people your your background uh, before we get going. Yeah, so I, I'm a DC sports fan. I, Sadly, I love the Washington football team, but they've just been so awful. Uh, the Wizards look good. So I, I did – I still have my YouTube channel. I do YouTube for the Washington football team. I just make videos and recaps of the games and whatever happens with the Washington football team. Uh, I did the same with the Wizards and um, locked on. You know, they were watching me doing my YouTube, and they, they said that they watched me do YouTube for three years because I started doing YouTube in 2018. So uh, basically all the D.C. sports. I, I did not do the Nationals, but I did the Wizards – and the uh, Washington football team, I did like Maryland Terps, Georgetown basketball, Maryland football. So I just did like any D.C. sport, I would just do it except for baseball and soccer. So I, I just love D.C. sports. I'm just happy the Wizards uh, look good this year. And, you know, the football team looks like they're years away. And the Nats, you know, we won championship not too long ago. So yeah. um, I'm hoping the, the Wizards and, and football team can get it together. Yeah, they. I think the Wizards might be a bit closer to getting it together than the football team. And a really Definitely. nice start. A really nice start for the Wizards. And I want to start with this. Um, you, you the a co-host for your podcast, or just you? Uh, it's me and, and my co-host. Uh, who's the co-host? Oh, uh, Delonte. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you guys have a lot to talk about, and I, I will say this. So, like. A couple years ago, it was it was looking rough because people were thinking, "Well, what are they going to do with John Wall?" Right? We do the contract. It's it was arguably the worst in basketball. They flip that into Westbrook, and they flip Westbrook into, I mean, a, a couple of really a few a few really nice pieces. And if you watched the team last year, it was it was nice. They didn't really have any depth though. That was a problem. The team had like no depth. They're bringing in, you know. Troy Brown Jr. and Isak Bonga and uh, you know this kind of like you know this kind of Robin Lopez. So I was not I'm not a big Robin Lopez guy. To be honest, I'm a huge Robin Lopez guy. And now this team has like legitimate depth to the point where you know a guy like a Corey Kispert is one of their first round. Who's a first round pick this year? Like they're getting the minutes, but you know he's to fight for all of his minutes. This is a nice team to watch where it's like I don't want to turn it off when the bench mob is in. That's kind of where I'm at with this team. Definitely, yeah. Um, Robert Lopez, he, he he had the hook shot where he could no, not miss <laughs> from the hook shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the to, Tommy Shepard has been a great GM so far. Flipping John Wall's contract, you know, now he's with the Rockets and they they won't even play him because you know they just the whole situation. Um, to flip that for Russell Westbrook and then flip Russell Westbrook for three Lakers 
and Kuz, Montrezl Harrell, who's just been a beast so far for the Wizards. Kuzma looks like a way better player than what he was last year. He's like averaging a double-double right now. KCP has been hitting threes, and then we picked up Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie has been great so far. You know, we're five and two. All those guys, you know, they, they got chips on their shoulders because, you know, there were places last year where teams didn't really want them. You know, the Nets, they bought in Kyrie. They brought in James Harden. And, you know, Dinwiddie wasn't going to get the playing time in the minutes that he that he really wants. And the same thing with Kuz. It's, it's hard to play with LeBron. It's hard to play with Anthony Davis and, and be that third guy and just kind of be that sidekick. Now here he's getting a, a way bigger role. He's getting a starting role where he's getting more minutes and he's taking more shots. Monsters Harrell said he felt like he had a year off with the Los Angeles Lakers. And now he's just been the whole city of D.C. loves him. You know, Ted Leonsis was wearing his jersey on the on the court side for the first home game of the season. And Harold's hit a he hit a half court shot that the team loves him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's averaging a double double. Him and Bradley Bill have great chemistry right now. If you look at their press conferences after the games, they're just like, you know, just having a comedy show after the yeah. after the game. So the chemistry is great right now. I mean, West Hensel Jr. too hiring him was was a huge uh looks like a, a big improvement from last year. Yeah, they're just it's just a lot more fun to watch, right? Like and mm-hmm. I mean no offense to Scott Brooks, like mm-hmm. kind, of, it kind of felt like Dead Man Walking last year. Their <laughs> defense was so bad; it was so unbelievably bad. And it's not a hundred percent fixed. But I was watching the first game of the year, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty refreshing." Like the right. offense isn't great, but like the defense is really kicking the gear that game. I they did a really good job, and so that's a change. Were you a Westbrook guy? I am. I am not a. I I like Russell Westbrook. Of course, his style of play is uh, it's tough. Lakers fans are kind of seeing it right now, where yeah. he's just up and down. But of course, however bad he plays, he's going to get a triple double. But I, I love the effort that he brought to DC. Yeah, yeah it just it, it, at his age, like he like he still plays when he's at his best. He still kind of plays that way, right up up mm-hmm. and down and and forcing the action. Right. But like it would it's it's hard to bring that on a night to night basis as he kind of gets older. Oh yeah. And for them to turn Westbrook into three guys who do separate stuff, who bring an element of depth. I mean, those three guys have started multiple games. Right. And like you traded one starter who I know is I know it's Russell Westbrook. I know what people are going to say about him, you know, like whatever. But like you've you've turned it into three positions of need. They needed they needed center depth, and Harrell has been more than center depth. I mean, oh, he's yeah. been legitimately a like awesome player to awesome to watch, and he's a really good player. Wing depth. They needed wing guys, and Kuz. I guess like he is a wing technically. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see him get in the paint a little bit more. You know, I want to see him post up some. He's mm-hmm. a very good rebounder. He's been off to, he's yeah. a rebounding start, and then. KCP obviously is that three and D type guy. Like they turned it into three players at positions of need, and they all seem to kind of like playing in DC too. Like so far, I know it's really they do. They do. The chemistry has been great. Um, like you said, the the wing death has improved. Isak Bonga had to get big, big minutes at time. At times, Hahu Neto had to play at the three and the four. You know, he's was six foot one. Ish Smith last year was playing the small four position, so Bradley Bill had to play at the four at times. Uh, so it was rough, you know, when Denny got injured and Rui got in foul trouble. Um, we basically were just throwing out guys who were six feet, six two and under playing at the wing position, guarding Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum in the playing game had 50 points. It was the easiest 50 points I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he's six nine. He's shooting over Ish Smith and shooting over right. Bradley Bill. So this is just too easy. But now we actually have guys who can defend and play defense. The defense has improved a lot. Wes Unsell Jr. is a defensive minded head coach. 
Daniel Gafford is a good defender. Even Trez has stepped up and got a couple mm-hmm. block shots. Bradley Bill has been a better defender this year. Bradley Bill, his shot has been off. He's shooting 22% from the three. But um, his defensive metrics and defensive win shares have been a lot better this year. So uh, once he can get that down off, once he can start hitting his shots, I mean, we can be even better team, even better team. And guys haven't even come back yet. Like Rui is not here yet. Uh, or playing yet? Thomas Bryant's not playing yet, so we got a lot of guys, a couple guys who are missing, and we're still finding a way to win games. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get a you know how this goes. We're gonna give a, a quick ad read in here uh, mm-hmm. before we keep going here on the podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Spotify Green Room. Uh, go check them out today, guys. Go download the app. It's a great way to get in. Have you done this yet? Have you done the green room, Eddie? Have you have you interacted with with the fans on green room? I have not yet, but I definitely need to get. You started. need to because because the <laughs> NBA rooms. I'll tell you what the NBA rooms on green room. They get they get pretty frisky. They there is a lot of good conversation on there. But you download the app today on any iOS device. You can do it on your iPhone. You can do it uh, as well on your iPad if you got one of those too. You can download the app. You link it to your Twitter. Uh, people will follow you. They know when you guys will go live. Stuff like that. It's very fun. So get involved. Spotify Greener Map today. They are changing the way that we talk about sports. So, with this new look Wizards team, like, what's been your favorite thing to watch this year with the Wizards? Generally speaking, if you want to compare it to last year, you can, but generally speaking, what's been your favorite thing to watch with this year's Washington Wizards team? This year's, it really has been Mantra's Herald. We just have not had a blue collar, tough guy play for the Wizards in maybe like two years. I wouldn't say too long. Um, you know, we had Nene who was mean and we get in fights yeah, yeah. and, you know, uh, Marquise Morris with the death row DC <laughs> team. Um, but I think we were just looking for a big man to just have that mean role. This that mean guy who's not afraid to get a technical foul and talk trash. And he's going to, he's going to get the crowd into, he's going to get the crowd pumped up. Uh, he plays hard, man. He just has that junkyard mentality. He's fun to watch. Uh, he plays at a hundred, 110% effort. Every time he's he's actually really, in my opinion, become the heart and soul of the team. You know, Bradley Bill's more of a reserve guy. He's mm-hmm. not gonna really yell at other guys. He's not much. He, I'm not gonna say he's a vocal leader, but he's not as vocal as right. um, some of the more vocal guys in the, in the league. And Montrose Harrell has stepped up and done that. But he, he's been super exciting, and just see them playing better defense. I think Trez has really been the best player so mm-hmm. far out of the seven games because, you know, Bradley Bill hasn't shot the ball well yet, and Brad did miss a game, and we still won the game without Bradley Bill. So I'm excited to see Trez play every night. I know he's going to bring it and play hard every single day. What do you think happens to the center rotation once Thomas Bryant comes back? I know Gafford was still in an injury. Mm-hmm. He's back now. Trez is, you know, do they want to bring him off the bench? they want to start him? Like, you know, I can see a scenario where each of these guys has – I mean, they all bring a little something different to the table. I right. feel like – Thomas Bryant really had that pick and roll chemistry with Bradley Beal, but they haven't had it in mm-hmm. so long, right? They haven't been able to, 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 to you know, kind of get that. Um, how do you see things shaking out with those three guys once the Wizards get, get everybody back healthy? Yes, that's a good question. Um, it's going to be tough um, because Thomas Bryant is the best three point shooter out of the out of the three bigs by far. Gafford doesn't shoot threes, and Harold doesn't shoot threes. So there's going to be a different dynamic that he brings and more floor spacing. We have not really been able to shoot the three well, even as a team. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Davies Bertans, and he's our best three-point shooter. And he's not even hitting threes really consistently, to be honest. Um, so that would be different. And he's a good finisher around the rim. It's just defensively, Thomas Bryant isn't the best defender in the well in the world. He's not a great uh, shot blocker or paint protector at all like Daniel Gafford is. Daniel Gafford is the best um, 
defend big man defender by far. Um, but the rotation, it's going to be hard. Yeah, somebody's minutes are definitely going to go down. You know, Gafford's minutes might go down. Harold's minutes might go down because you got to play all three of them and try to get them in there. Um, that's why a lot of people say, hey, there might be a trade before the trade deadline. One of these guys might have to go. Um, and it's a contract year for Thomas Bryant. He's a free agent in the summertime. Once the season is over, he's a free agent. Same thing with Monsters Harrell. Gafford just got an extension. So I got Gafford starting. Even when Thomas Bryant comes back, I still think Gafford's going to start. Monsters Harrell was the sixth man of the year. He, I think he just he, – he loves coming off the bench anyway. So I think Harrell would be the first guy to come off the bench, and then Thomas Bryant would be the third string center, which is pretty interesting because Thomas Bryant is talented. He's got talent. He can score. You know, he's good. He's a solid rebounder at times. Um, but that's how I see it. And last year we had the three-man rotation with Alex Lynn, Lopez, and Gaff. Um, so <laughs> This is significantly better. Right, right. It's definitely an upgrade. It's, it's an upgrade for sure. And last year they would split. It would kind of be like 16 minutes here, 15 minutes for Lopez, and then 20 minutes for Gaff, and then maybe like 10 minutes for Alex Lynn. I could see it being like 20 for Gafford, and then Harold's really got to get 20 minutes too. So this this is a tough. This is this is a tough dilemma here. They all are going to be fighting for playing time. So I, I could see they might have to do the 16 minutes, 16 minute Harold, yeah. 15 minute um, Thomas Bryant, and just see who's playing better. Because Gafford sometimes he gets in foul trouble and he gets winded and gets tired easily. So um, this is a good question, man. It, uh, I would say sixteen. The good news is they have death, but like it's, it's a good problem yeah. to have. I mean, it is. Last year, remember they brought Alex Lynn off the street. Oh, I, I, right. I think he was a free agent when they brought him in, right? They mm-hmm. had to bring him into play, and you know, and he. I actually thought he acquitted himself pretty nicely. I actually thought Alex Lynn was pretty right. decent last year. Um, but like what you know was never really a big Robin Lopez guy. That hook shot, mm-hmm. it felt like he scored on every single time, but it felt like he had to commit an offensive foul where he elbowed the person in the face to help him. <laughs> clear the space to, to end up being the shot. But yeah, to have all three of those guys together, like it's a tough, it's a tough equation to solve for uh, you know, for West Huntsville Jr., but like it's a good problem to have. Right. Kind of moving to the wing area, what do you think of you know Corey Kispert, new draft pick bring him in? Also, are we gonna see any of Isaiah Todd this year at all? Funny enough, he's actually I'm, I'm in Richmond. Mm-hmm. He is a Richmond, Virginia guy. So you know, mm-hmm. just gotta ask the question. Uh, is because he's the actually the other part of that Westbrook trade, right? I think he was the draft pick they got in that. Yeah, trade. he was the draft pick. Yeah, yeah, and then they and they ended up drafting Isaiah Todd, um, who was in the G League. I think he was. That's, that's yeah, he was from the G League Knights. Yes. Yeah. Um, so are we? You know, what do you think about Kispert? And how much Isaiah Todd do we see on a pretty deep team? Yeah, Bertans is not going to play against the uh, Raptors, so that does give Kispert more an opportunity to have more playing time. Uh, Kisper hit his first NBA three against the Atlanta Hawks the other night where we lost. Um, he had five points, and he's more versatile than Darius Bertans. You know, he can dribble the ball. He can put the ball on the floor a little bit more. He's more of a passer and a playmaker. He can finish around the rim a little bit better than Darius Bertans. So I think Kisper will get some more playing time uh, tonight against the Raptors, I would yeah. say. Um, he's got to get his feet wet and, and get more acclimated with the, with the NBA game and the NBA speed too. But um, Isaiah Todd, I think he's going to be in the G League. This whole season. Now he has been on the bench. He actually did play against the Nets and he scored five points. He hit a three and he hit two free throws. So he actually did score. He did play in a game. So congrats to Isaiah Todd on that. But I do see him being in the G League for the majority of the time. And um, I think that would be good for him. Definitely has to get stronger, um, get bigger. He's still young. What is he, like 20 years old? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's pretty young. He's pretty young. Yeah. So, um, 
he, he's from Baltimore as well. They had like a um, an open practice in Baltimore, Morgan State. I think that was really for Isaiah Todd. And um, but yeah, I got him in the G League. I think Kispert should have a solid season coming off the bench, and he definitely has a big opportunity tonight while Davis is out with the uh, sprained ankle. That's right. Yeah. So so yeah, he is from Baltimore, and then he played mm-hmm. high school some in Richmond, I guess. For right. A little bit, I think he left after mm-hmm. that. But um. Uh, you know, kind of one more thing on the actual roster itself, like the backcourt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's great now they can stagger. Like you can stagger Dinwiddie and Beal some, and you can make it to, you know, you can make it to where, I'll be honest, I do miss Is Smith. Uh, my dad was with <laughs> Forrest, so I do have a little, I grew up watching him. I do have a soft spot in my heart for his reverse layups um, mm. and his quickness. It just, you know, love, love that. But they have a luxury now being able to stagger that, that, that front, uh, backcourt really well. And I kind of like that, right? You don't, you don't just have to throw Dinwiddie and Beal out there at the same time because both those guys are, are, you know, ball-dominant guys who, you know, Beal is a great moving without the ball, but, like, to make plays, he needs the ball in his hands, and Dinwiddie's very good with the ball in his hands as well. They finally have some depth. They can kind of stagger their two, their two, you know, really awesome backcourt players in a way that, you know, it felt like Russ, Russ and Beal, like, kind of had to play together. It was, it was Russ feeding Beal, right, a lot of the time. And and now it's like you know I, I feel like because they're both scorers, Dinwiddie um, and and Beal, they can stagger that a bit more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think this is a good fit where um, Dinwiddie can get he gets to the free throw line a lot, and he doesn't turn the ball over much at all. He's actually top ten in assist to turnover ratio. He's been a really good closer. He had a clutch floater against the Celtics in double overtime. Then he hit a couple clutch threes against the Pacers. So he can kind of take. He can he can kind of make things easier for Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill doesn't have to worry about scoring so much and taking a whole bunch of shots because Spencer Dinwiddie can help him out. Same thing with the whole um, new guys that we bought in, you know, Kuz, KCP, and Trez. You know, they're going to help him out scoring wise. But uh, Dinwiddie is a great floor general. He slows down where in the past we've had, you know, point guards are super fast. John Wall super fast. Russell Westbrook super fast. But Spencer Dinwiddie has a different type of game where he slows it down, more methodical, picks his spots. Takes the, it has a different pace to the game. So uh, I thought Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie's been great so far. He had a double-double against the Hawks. Even though he lost, you know, he played well, got to the free throw line, mm-hmm. is, a, is a solid he's, – he's been really good from the three-point line as well. So I do think that their chemistry is going to keep growing together as they play more, and uh, I think they can be a dynamic backcourt duo. Uh, one more quick word from our sponsors here. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to built.com today. That's built.com. Check out all of the awesome flavors they've got available right now. There really is something for everybody. And also, they're releasing new flavors every three to four days. You got to go there to check that out. Uh, their bars are between 130 and 180 calories, only four to five grams of sugar, only four to five grams of net carbs, low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, all covered in a 100% real chocolate. Once again, Go to built.com today. It's built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15 at built.com today. All right, Eddie, now is your time to plug the podcast. What are we working on? What what can people kind of look forward to on a day-to-day basis? What kind of analysis? Where can we find the podcast? Where can we find you? All of those things. It is your time to shine, my friend. Yeah, so you can follow us on Locked On Wizards uh, on iTunes or wherever you can find a podcast. And then also we're on YouTube as well. We just started, I want to say, 
two months ago, if that, probably less than that. And uh, we got 700 subscribers right now. Mm -hmm. So it just shows how loyal the Washington Wizards fan base is and how excited the fan base is for our hot start at five and two. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Wizards. You can follow me on Twitter. And my Twitter name is right there. Um, so we got a lot of big things coming. We're, gonna, we're probably going to do a mailbag question, you know, where you guys can submit your questions on either Twitter or in our comment section on YouTube. Uh, we post daily, five days a week. We do recaps. We try our best to do recaps on games that are on mm -hmm. the weekends uh, as well, like 10 quick 10 to 15 minute recaps on the weekends uh, for you guys. So, it's, you know, it's a long season. It's an 82 game season. So there's going to be a lot of videos and a lot of content where we're, we're seven games in right now. And the Wizards are looking good, man. They The over-under for the Wizards was 34 and a half. Mm -hmm. I thought it was way um, too low to start the year. Right. I yeah. thought it was way too low. Right. And um, right now it looks like the Wizards can win definitely more than 41, 42 games. I, I'm actually starting to get a little bullish on the Wizards. I think they can win 45, and I think they'll be better than a playing team, maybe like a sixth or a fifth seed. So I'm, I'm starting. My confidence is starting to rise on the Washington Wizards. Love it. Eddie Del Negro, he is the host of the Locked On Wizards podcast. Eddie, we appreciate your time. Yep. Thanks for having me on.